This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good afternoon fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? Happy? Yeah, uh, Aston Villa 1, Leicester City 2, and for blah, 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 50, 60 minutes at least, we are second in the league. 
to say, though, I've got to ask the question, would the real Leicester City please stand up? I mean, that was the performance that we were missing against Wolves, missing against Brighton, missing for the first 75 minutes against Liverpool and missing against Slavia Prague. It was a performance that we stated where we were from the outset. We went at Villa and we showed them we were there to mean business. Why can't we do that all the time? This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us live on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. Click on the StreamYard link so we can see who we're talking to or stick your name at the end of the comments on Twitter and on Periscope at Leicester TID. And if you want to catch us up after the show and listen to us, all the um, top podcast platforms, including Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google. And like I say, if you're watching us on YouTube, or even if you're not watching us on YouTube, please pop over to our channel. As I said, it was Lester Till I Die TV, and give us a subscribe. We could really do with those subscribe buttons. We would be forever grateful. Guys, let's bring my colleague in here and he's going to give us his thoughts on the game as well we have no julian today um he is otherwise engaged but i'm going to bring in brad good evening brad good afternoon chris how are you i'm um, not so bad i need to start out my afternoons and my evenings i've been saying good evening since about one o'clock i just no idea where i am with all these games speaking to josh on the pre-match show and he said, if we look at the Marvel introduction that I do at the start of the uh, the show, at the top of the show, that he thinks I would be Iron Man because I, I do all the uh, gimmicks and all the things on here. I said he would be Hulk because he's not that far off Tyson Fury and that's just a couple of steps away from the Hulk. Who would, who would you be as a Marvel superhero? Oh, well, that, that's a difficult one. In that line of Avengers, oh... Fancy myself a bit of a Thor. Because I reckon I could have, I I could have, I reckon I could have our version of Tyson Fury in a fight. <laughs> You're just trying to say that you've got a big hammer, haven't you? Well, you know, take read into that what you want, but you know, I'm just saying. I was thinking more Doctor Strange, but let's not let's not go there. <laughs> go say good uh, good afternoon to Matthew Bond. Uh, hi, Matt. Uh, great result. It was um, got a bit dodgy five ten minutes second half, but we did what was necessary. Um, Facebook user Rob. Good evening, Rob, or good afternoon, good morning, good day. Let me just cover all the angles, shall I? Uh, <laughs> vital win. Good first half. Second not so good, but it's good. Squad rotation. It is, we showed, and I think you'll probably agree here, um, Brad. Okay, maybe the second half wasn't as good at the start, and they scored quite early on, but we proved, you know, we 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 can we know we do know we can defend these leads now. Yeah, it's something that's been testament to our season all the way through. We've we've seen many results where Although you probably, you know, you're always going to feel nervous at, say, like a 1 0 or a 2 1 scoreline, but we felt a lot less nervous as fans and more assured that we can see this out. And they did it again today. You know, it was a little hiccup. They caught us cold in that start of the second half. But apart from that, they didn't really do much. And you've got to give credit to the defensive work of the lads for that because it was, it was one of them games, you know, you can normally have a game where, say, a side's really going at a team. You know, it's like top versus bottom and they're only losing 2-1 and then 
they get caught and they go and concede maybe a third or a fourth. And you think scoreline flatters them a bit, is a bit harsh. I think the scoreline flattered Villa in the end because off the back of that first 45, could have been out, it could have, and in the end, it just about was enough to put us out of sight because that was one of the easiest 45, well, collective 90 minutes I think we've played this season. You, you've made the point in the past that 2 0 is probably the worst score to sort of have to defend. Um, and so it proved today they got one goal back and suddenly it's squeaky bum time. Yeah, it always is. It's never uh, an easy scoreline to defend. And it's ironic that I'm probably saying we defended it with ease to a point, literally up until the 95th minute when Mings had that header. And even then, it wasn't the clearest of header. He couldn't do a lot with it. It never. It didn't trouble Schmeich. It's not like Schmeich had to make a last save. And the one thing that Sky, I think it was the commentators that I listened to it on anyway, uh, came out and said is, yes, Villa got that early goal, which obviously Dean Smith would have been happy about after the first half performance. But there wasn't that on- onslaught that normally comes with that goal. And that was a pleasing thing to see. There was there was no onslaught from Villa unless they you know, dealt with it. And that's how you manage a 2-1 scoreline. So yeah. it's just well done. Good evening to Stephen Collins. He's in the same time zone as I am. Castagna uh, were was a Castagna uh, and Thomas, sorry, were a joy to behold. They were indeed. Good afternoon to Luke Maitland. Afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Luke. And Rob says that Brad couldn't fight himself out of a paper bag. Um, That's not true. The paper bag won the first fight. I won the second one, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting we're waiting for the rematch. <laughs> yeah. Justin, good evening, Justin. How the devil are you, sir? Should have killed the game off in the first half. We took our foot off the gas for 20 minutes after the second goal. 3-0 would have killed um killed their fight. I mean, yeah, I think at 3-0 it, it, it possibly would have done. He, he went, I mean, if we have a look, Brad, were you surprised at the team that he put out? Because he put out I'm thinking we've got a game coming up on Thursday in the Europa League, which is far from over. I mean, it's nil-nil. It's not, you know, we've, we've not done a Tottenham. We've not come back with a 4-1 lead or, or an Arsenal. You know, it is nil-nil. A one-all draw or a two-all draw is not going to be good enough. I thought there might be some changes, but Brendan went went for virtually a full spell. I think with, with what he got available, his strongest team. Yeah, and to be fair, we've you know we we put that game in the past at Nuno Braga. You know the, we we we've dealt with that. We know the performance was under par um, all round in that game. And well, you know you say Tottenham went and put four in the Europa League. Does that show you where they're focusing their goals? Because they got well, no, absolutely no. well, they got no, ta- they got tanked by West Ham and they just got beat by West Ham. So I yeah. think that shows you where the focus is. Majority mm. for Spurs is. Mourinho's gone right. Top four is looking like a miss because we've mm. added another three points on them. I know we're second. Mm. You know, if Man U win, we'll be back to joint second because I prefer that over third. We are joint second regardless. Yeah. You're looking second at, like, at the moment. Um, second at the moment. Yeah. yeah, but we'd be joint second on goal difference. That's how I see it. I know it will yeah. be third if Man U win, but yeah. you're looking at the teams they're trying to catch. How's Mourinho now gone right? Let's switch it up. Let's concentrate on Europa League and see what we can do because we're managing what, all three points. What I meant though was that because we have got that game that isn't a foregone conclusion. I mean, had we come back yeah. with a 4-1 win, we're pretty much got one leg in, in, in the next round. 
you know, if Vardy had got injured today, thank God he hadn't, we've got, dare I say, no Perez. And we've got Inacho, who's um, going to miss it because of suspension. But it shows that Rodgers is taking every tournament seriously. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I mean. I think you can see a difference. This is the part of the season now where teams kind of either give up the ghost on a certain competition or a certain optimistic objective. You could say that Leicester and Man United will keep ploughing on until, you know, Man City blow the league away. I mean, if they keep winning, there's nothing more Leicester and Manchester United could do. But I always expected us to put out a strong lineup, just because I, you know, I, we are still very much competitive, competing on, on on three fronts. We're competing mm. for our league position, you know, and I don't know how much difference it would make finishing second or third in the Champions League draw ahead. But it's still a great statement to kind of back up a side trying to claim and and conquer someone out of the sky loving big six. So yeah. I expected I a strong make- lineup. I don't think it'd make a lot of difference in the draw because it goes on your past history in Europe. So yeah, I, I believe you know, so. But yeah. still, on a statement, on a statement basis, especially if Man City continue, um, continue, you know, dominating and blowing people away, you know, they mm. some, you know, we we always said Liverpool last year didn't have anybody that kept with them. Yeah. You know, one of one of Leicester of Manchester United. Yeah, if Man City win every game to the end of the season and end up winning it, that's fine. But if a Leicester or a Manchester United can keep with them, it's it's a great season to have. And if you look at the thing of our season, the whole season has been based around Brandon Rogers' man management skills as a manager, and he's got it spot on again. Stanier, mm. the first time we've seen him in a while play, Ricardo missed that game. And, you know, you're talking a few weeks ago before Justin's injury, we were thinking... How are you going to have Ricardo, Castagne, and Justin on the field? Well, obviously, unfortunately, yeah. Justin won't be on the field no. at, at least until November at, at, at a good shout of next year. Mm. But now you're thinking, well, how do you get them on the pitch? Are we going to put Castagne left back? Because Thomas has been fantastic. Um, I know we'll get on to it later, but I, I'd agree with the man of the match choice. Uh, I think he was fantastic. And you're thinking, well, how are you going to get these three in? I mean, I first of all, Brookline asks if you were in a bag of Walker's crisps there. No, uh, it's 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 the oh, old no, it's the uh, power. Yes, uh, I apologise there, Brookline. Apologise. Uh, I had the. I, I've got loads of Walker's crisps on. I tell you, even some m- m- most of which don't fit me. I've got to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I, when I looked at the team, and we're going to come on to the match in a second. But you know, what did you think of Ricardo in his role today? He looked good, didn't he? I tell you mm. what, even. In that, especially in that first half, I think he had three or four chances, and you're thinking he looks back, doesn't he? And it's you know he's he, he might not be completely back. You know he's still probably got a bit of rust to shake off, and you know he's he's been around the team and getting minutes under his belt, slowly getting back to performance. But that performance today, especially in that first half, it was good. You know he was getting forward, he was making overlapping runs. He was a Ricardo of old, and it only needed a goal to cap off. A, pretty decent performance from them. Yeah. Yet Brookline is a vintage. Me and Brad are both um, showing our ages. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> this is 2000 and I believe nine. Um, it's the same kit we yeah. had when we beat, well, no, we drew to all of Man City in the cup and Andy King scored that last 
And Sol Bamba scored on his debut. I think that the kit's yeah. from that era. It's from that. Yeah. Um, Looking at the game, um, I would say put a strong team out. I am loving, loving the Thomas and um, Barnes partnership on the left. That is looking so, yeah. so good. It's amazing what you do when you actually trust in your homegrown players. You'd think the Premiership mm. would cotton on, but we keep leading by example. And it's no, it's absolute great testament to our staff. And to those out there that sometimes get on the back of our recruitment staff and, and everything, it kind of take this season in on, uh, as it is mm. because it's just proven testament to it. The, the link up is telepathic. And I'll tell you what, something else I did notice today, and they didn't quite drop, but they were millimetres away from being inch perfect. Tillemans to Vardy, drink water to Vardy. Does it not pass? Mm. Does it not cast such shadows of, of of pastures that have gone before? You know, yeah. he played some yeah. killer balls over the top of him in Evans. So the side looks I, good. I think we look at the transfer windows, and yeah, we're disappointed, and we 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 sat here for two and a half hours on transfer deadline night talking about absolutely nothing, and it it does get a bit frustrating when you see other teams that are bringing them through, but uh, bringing players in. But look, at I mean, one of the great Man United sides was built around players, you know, the two Nevilles, you know, Scholes, Beckham, that had come through the youth system. And we've got that in place. You look at those players, Thomas, Daley Campbell. Oh, I know Daley Campbell. We brought him in. Um Hurst, who, who's out on loan, there are some really good players coming through there. And, you know, especially in this day and age with the finances as they are, it's, it's great. And as I said, I'm just, what do you do when Justin comes back? Because I think those two have just got such a telepathic understanding, like, like you said. And I do believe, <laughs> are you with us? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's one pleasing thing that um, we seem to get a bit of a mention for quite a lot recently, and that is our transfer activity. I mean, I, I, I've been seeing a lot and, and kind of kind of maybe playing the wind-up merchant in a few groups here and there, saying that, um, so you know, go and I'll bring them up. It's Liverpool I'm on about. Um, everybody's saying, oh, Liverpool, Virgil van Dijk had their injuries, and Madison came out after their interview after that game in, in the interview and says, well, we've had injuries and no one seems to want to talk about that. And, you know, people moaned at our recruitment and yes, there was a few positions we'd like to strengthen, but we got to take everything into consideration. Mm -hmm. I mean, I made a point of saying, you know, you can't blame Virgil van Dijk's injury on your defensive frailties. It's not, you know, you decided to spend two million to replace him from Preston. We just happen to recruit better and spend a bit more on Wesley Fofana. And I know he's out injured, but if you look at depth in a team, Liverpool's naivety's cost them this season. Liverpool just kind of got a naivety, whereas Leicester knew they couldn't do much. They knew they weren't going to compete with 70, 80 million pound signings. They knew they needed to do certain areas, but they, they, they had the choices where other teams have chose to spend 4 million. 6 million, 12 million on lower league talents. And I know people are going to come at me and say, well, we got James Justin for 12 million. That's one in a, a million that comes from that, that sort of division. Mm -hmm. But they've brought them in as backup players. And you can see they've brought them in as backup players. I mean, 2 million on, on, a, on a Preston defender. 
that that's that's just that's just completely back up. There's no intent of him being replacing Van Dyke. Whereas Leicester have gone out and gone, I'd rather we'd rather spend the 40, 50 million that allocated us on one player and he makes a big difference. Yeah. As and Stephen that's where says, I'm impressed with what we've done. As Stephen says there, how much is our academy saving us with this conveyor belt of talent we have? Yeah, I mean we've yeah. always seemed to have, we always seem to have had that there. And unfortunately in the past We've always had to sell on because we were a selling club, but but that's gone. But the game today, yeah, we started so well. I mean, we went at them from the start. Um, we were getting, I think we had uh, within the first 12 minutes, we'd had four attempts to their zero. I don't even think Schmeichel had much to do in that, that, that first half. It was a sublime start, yeah, it was. And we really took advantage of a side that missed a maestro in midfield, Jack Grealish not being able to be selected today. And it's not, you know, it, you know that, that was obviously, it's always a talking point. Um, and it just shows again, like where we're coping as a side and the advantage we've had going on to Rob's point about having the academies is, you know, people moaned last season and the seasons before when these youngsters were getting game time. And they had the odd bad performance. I, I remember last season very, very sharply that after a few good performances, Thomas got slated by a lot of Leicester fans for his performance against Tottenham. You know, when he... he, he and I, I remember the game because he, he didn't have the best game. I'm sure you'll agree with me. And, and I'm, not, I'm not defending saying, oh, he actually had a good game that day and he wasn't rightfully forgetting it. But we were overcritical. But now we're seeing... And again, most obviously, I can stress the point in comparison to is you look at Liverpool desperately dragging youth through into their squad, chucking them in at the deep end this season, whereas Leicester have nurtured their players, they've brought them in, and you know, at, at the under twenty three levels, they're developing them and playing them ready to say if you're deemed good enough and you can play and do well in this in this style at the under-23s level, you're going to catch Brandon's eye. You're going to get your opportunity, like you said, whether we brought them in from other, other academies or not. Is that not just testament to the fact that we're seeing something that their academy is not, but the clubs are at? Yeah. You know, if they're willing to let them go and then they're walking into a team in the top four and playing, it's great to see. And certainly, you know, we're fans and we, we seem to do it a lot with Leicester fans. We build a player up just to enjoy knocking him down. Yeah, let's be honest with you. It you know we we saw it with Maguire, we saw it with Chilwell. We seem to love knocking our own players that you know are not bad players. And it's always easier to praise a player after a good performance like this, and then it's easier to criticise players after a bad performance. But um, yeah, one little. Sorry, carry on. No, no, I was just I was just going to say sometimes you have to ignore the percentage of the fans because some of them are actually right to see what was wrong with them players because we're seeing now with an experience and it's no disrespect to Frank Lampard but an experienced manager in Tunnel doesn't like Ben Chilwell he sees a lot of him that he's not liking about his game there's a reason he's not playing and there's a reason you know Harry Maguire is the, sometimes the main culprit at the Manchester United League goals at times so in the midst of a mad rant at players and hanging one out to dry as the, the expression is there was some logic and reasoning behind it 
that's what I was just that was basically yeah, what I was no, having no, to that, that point. That, that, that is a fair point. And as we know, you know, a player can Hello? be absolutely brilliant at one club and absolutely useless. Sorry, Chrissy there. Team. Sorry, it froze on my end. Sorry, just to say it's very very easy to say a play, as good as a player in Chris? one club doesn't mean playing, you know, as well with, with anybody else. <laughs> we went are you still freezing? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what went on there, mate. Right, you 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 are sort of doing the old Peter Crouch robot at the moment. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Yeah, you're doing it on my yeah. screen, mate. Sorry. Right. Um. Yeah, you're up. doing the same on my screen. It's a bit right. one nil up with Madison yeah. after eighteen minutes. Took it, took it well in off the post, I grant you, but still placed it nicely, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and it might have been in off the post, but there's not a midfielder out there that hasn't got a coach telling him if you can hit that inside of the post, there's no chance of the goalkeeper, and it nestles it. it it's it, it's an unsavable goal because Martinez probably gets a fingertip to it, and that's the most he's ever going to get to that. I mean, Madison could take that shot a hundred times, and I reckon a hundred times it hits the back of the net. There's not a chance. The keeper's saving it. It's a good finish. Um, and, you know, and then Leicester really did do what they've been doing most of the season when they get that first goal is they get the killer instinct out and they flooded Villa for the second. And it was just, it was good to see. And we, um, the ink was hardly dry. I On the paper, my fingers had hardly stopped typing the score up and up popped Barnes. Uh, great reactions to... Pop in the second just to four minutes later with the England manager looking on. No Grealish there. Madison and Barnes doing the double. Well, they've definitely done themselves no harm to get in that England squad, haven't they? And I'll be honest with you, if they don't get in the England squad, especially especially Barnes, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people say, oh, well, there was a Sterling and that on them, but if you're telling me a guy who's top of the midfield scoring charts is in double figures for the season, he's got assists to his name, and he's if Gareth Southgate doesn't look down at his sheet and go, players I'm definitely taking, Barnes, Madison, then he's an idiot, and he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be our English manager because if you don't take them, uh, and that's a big word, take them, mm. you know there's something wrong with you, yeah. and there's something wrong if they're not on that pitch, because they they have a telepathic link up at times, don't they? When he cuts in, he just seems to be able to run at a defender, and then when you think he's just getting closed down, he just rolls a pass into Madison, and he got the goal, and then he's... Who was there for the Madison shot for 2-0? Barnes. Yeah. Get them on that plane for the Euros, and watch what happens when we're on the pitch together. Two points to make, and this... this we've been, we have been critical of corners and free kicks and i think we've changed it with the corners making them into short corners but one thing i'm pleased about that we are not conceding from corners there's only leeds and sheffield united who've conceded more goals from corners this season we've conceded seven but we've not conceded from a corner for I, I, i've lost count how many matches it seems to be that it's something Brendan's taken on board and maybe he's been working on. Yeah, definitely. And it's something I've been, uh, you know, 
speaking waxing lyricals about for weeks now saying that mm-hmm. although we've got a bad record at conceding it that that was early doors we have improved week by week we've not like you said we've not conceded from a set piece in a while and it's just it's just one of them it's just yeah. it's good to see and yeah we definitely have taken a different approach to set pieces i noticed our set pieces today were three on the edge of the box three in the box and it does work well mm. um what was that <laughs> uh, you have no chance, mate. Sorry, Stephen. I can't. I can't afford to run this and and, and a decent Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've we've been a bit more creative, a bit more dangerous. Got a few goals from either the fallout of the corner or the short mm. corners. Got us a few goals, so it's definitely working. It was probably a part of our game, you know. And it's something we, you know, when we've highlighted an area of weakness or an area that we think we need to strengthen, it's almost as if Brennan's watching this show. And he just tweaks it. He finds a way to tweak it because, you know, we've been moaning about corners and all of a sudden we've tweaked them a bit. It, Brendan watches this every week. He's texting me all afterwards. You know, if we don't, if we don't, uh, if, if Craig doesn't choose his team on Tuesday, Brendan's in a bit of a panic, I tell you. Of course he watches this all, all the time. Um, Half time, 2 0. Uh, only Man United have actually got more away points this season than ourselves. It was all looking good at half time. Second half, come out, Villa, as you would expect, come out all guns blazing. They need to get back into the game. Old Leicester turned up a bit. We used to do this, I think we did it to Athens away and, and Leeds possibly at the start of the season. Conceded that early goal in the second half. Yeah, we did. And. I'm surprised about that Manchester United stat because I heard that Leicester had the best away record bar none in the Premiership. Hey, this, this, this is Sky that said this, so Sky well, may well be the score along, aren't they? Sky yeah, Blue no. make because one minute we've got the best away record in the Premiership, and next they've got more points. We can't have the best record, and I don't know, yeah. someone's making it up at Sky. But yeah, it was a bit disappointing. But to be yeah. honest with you, if you look at you know you look at that game as a whole, we switched off for three minutes, which could have been deadly. It could have been more deadly than just the one goal in the end. And we need to work on that. We need to make sure that when we start a second half, and you've got a bit of a lead, like a two nil lead or a three nil lead, that even though the game should go in your way and there's no reason it shouldn't, you're a bit more switched on because it was a bit weird. I find myself going, "How's that gone in? Mm. How has that come about?" Because for the first forty-five minutes, you didn't see a way. And, you know, the response was, again, we use that word a lot on here, but the response was key. And for the remaining 40 minutes, I don't remember Villa doing too much to look like they were going to get that equaliser, which was a good thing. I mean, I totally agree. Stephen Collins says there, so Yuntra came back, we were looking stronger defending corners. He is a great presence in there. And just a couple of bits on the the defence, because, you know, I am totally, absolutely hate this pissing about with it at the back of the thing and passing it about and playing out from the back. So Uncho had a moment when he um, headed um, straight back in. He, he was he was, he was was out on the corner of the goal and he headed it back into the centre of the goal instead of out, 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 out of play, which went straight to a Villa player, luckily. But a, a better club may have, have, have punished us for that. And I'm not sure who it was, whether it was Evans out on the right. And he played a ball. He was way out the box and he played a ball back to Schmeichel. And it went right past a Villa player 
to get to Schmeichel, had that been a Sahalar or somebody like that for, for or, or, or Sterling or somebody for one of the big clubs, we could have been punished again. Yeah, but it's easy to look into them things and think too much into them because Villa never pressed Leicester. And when you don't do that to this to a lesser side, they clearly like to build from the back and, and move the ball up, up the pitch um, at the opportune moments. If that was Salah and Mane and Firmino and, and Aguero and De Bruyne closing them down, I don't think they make them passes. I think the pass you're on about was Thomas, where it nearly went out for a corner and Shamarka actually saved his blushes. Um, but again, you know, we, we, we're watching through a TV screen, a phone or whatever, and it looks, you, you know, that pass probably looks closer to the Villa player than it, than it actually is. And that, you know, that's fine. That, you know, we can understand that it. it still puts your heart in your mouth, whether it's three yards to him or three inches from his toe. And I do understand that at times it does put the nerves and puts the mockers on things. But I think sometimes Leicester maybe do get a little bit overconfident that when a team's not pressing, they'll do it. But they do do it, and it's not something new. And so far, touch wood, don't jinx it, we've not come unstuck. I think we're one of the very few sides that hasn't had a defensive howler, to my knowledge, that I can remember, that has ended up costing us. So, for now, I'm happy to see it whilst we're not mucking around and giving the ball away in dangerous areas. Too I much, or yeah, I hope that doesn't come back and bite us on the bum, uh, <laughs> Brad. Yeah, otherwise, you have some very unhappy viewers. Um, Andy says here, and just moving on to this point next, um, hope Manor's injury is not too bad mm. now. Obviously, as soon as the match finishes, we're quite busy doing all the uploading and the websites and the Instagrams and what have you. Uh, so I don't see any. Uh, you know, interviews post-match. So I haven't heard how bad it is. Hopefully it's all right. I thought he was going to go off. I'd actually written down here at 60, Madison's off, Mendy's on, and then Madison came back on again. Then he did eventually go off. Yeah, I think I think, I think think the idea was that um, you'd like to think it's not too serious or anything that's going to keep him out for a long period of time. If Madison felt... Mm. Give me a couple of minutes, and if I can't run it off, then yeah, bring me off, sort of thing. And that's maybe just Madison as a person; he probably just wants to play every minute he can. But again, what's been a common theme for the season for everybody? You've got to be, you know, a lot of things have happened this season where caution's thrown to the wind, and with injuries, oh, excuse me, with injuries and players coming back from injuries, you know, seems to be the talk every week. But it is the case, and we have to talk about it, and that's what it is, Madison. Take him off, get him off, rest him, and you can maybe say get Chowdhury, Mendy, or whoever you're going to put in that role, and, and, and give him the Thursday night off to kind of just rest a, a flare. Let's just hope it's a flare mm. up on the hip and it's nothing too serious. Um, because if it is, Leicester and Brendan are going to have to figure out a way to. Uh, yeah, Ste- Stefan, I, I believe, uh, is is a <laughs> is a Villa fan. He was on earlier. Um, so you were saying, Stefan? Right, that believe... threw me off. That <laughs> <laughs> that threw me off. I was like, eh? I, I I believe Stefan earlier on was saying something about I had my Leicester purple top on, and he thought it might have been a Villa shirt, and I said, no, my Villa shirt is in the toilet next to the toilet rolls for me to use later. 
I have I have used it, Stefan. I have used it because we've just shit on the villa again. Um hey, hey um good subs, I thought, by Brendan. He seemed to, you know, a Marty for Ricardo, give him a bit of a rest, you know, last 15 minutes. Uh Chowdry for Tillemans, yeah, holding on to what we've got. Vardy very quiet, 60th minute, he kind of came into life. It was like, oh, you know, Vardy's here sort of thing, you know. That's Pete, Pete Jamie Vardy, that, isn't it? I, I remember there's been many a games where commentators have, ah, right, that makes sense, Stefan, cheers. Because <laughs> I was like, eh? <laughs> um, Stephen, I you know, do, Stephen, there's many I'll times. Right. I'm going to do, I'm going to put the link in here. And then if you want to come on and give us your thoughts on the game, you may not want to, but I'm going to put it there, mate. If you want to come in and join us and let us know your thoughts on the game, we'll get you on for a few minutes. Sorry, Brad, back to you and what you were saying. Yeah, no, it's right. I mean, like I said, it was just his common practice to know what Jamie Vardy does. He, you know, many, many a times, not just this season, but throughout his career, Commentators have cursed it for for our opposition, saying that Jamie Vardy's not had much. When you know, before rightly, he could have five touches and score two goals. Yeah, and today just wasn't one of his games. But again, it underlines you know the growth and the improvement of our club on a whole because you know we've talked a lot in recent weeks before this win about the Brighton. You know, I know it was FA Cup game, but the Wolves result was a bit disappointing. You know, Prague, we didn't get the result we wanted. And we were thinking a bit nervy, a bit edgy about not being able to do it. But yet again, they come through and get the goals from the midfield. And I feel like with Jamie Vardy, I know he scored against Liverpool, but only having like one goal in five or six games or whatever it is, it is recent record in, in the league. You'd have struggled last season. We might have dropped a lot more points than, than we have done. You know, we've we've just got six points out of our last two games. I mean, the games are coming up thick and fast. I'm pretty sure I'm right in yeah. saying Liverpool and Villa, six points out of six. You may have got four. You may have only got three. You may have even only got two points this time last season with us relying on heavily on Vardy. So, But Vardy is one of those players. I very much remember Gary Lineker was, was like this. Um, I remember him being taken off in the... Um, European uh, European qualifier, possibly it was, and Alan Smith being put on. These sort of players, you leave them on for 89 minutes and they get something for that one minute, don't they? They only need that one minute to turn the game. Yeah, and that's the reason he's 34 years of age and still one of the top mm. players in the Premier League, let alone at Leicester. We know he's one of our best strikers we've ever had. It's just exactly what he is. He just literally... You know, I I think if I'm trying to think, one game of the season was was it Athens and Sheffield United? Two games I can think of. 90th minute, hadn't really done much. Maybe had a couple of hits at goal, but nothing too threatening. All of a sudden, last kick of the game, Vardy gets in. You put your mortgage on him. He scores. You know, he did it at Sheffield United. He got the equaliser against um, was it Athens that we drew three all with, yeah. wherever it was. But he got the late goal in that. And that's just what he does. Like you said, you can keep him on for 95 minutes and he gets one touch, but it ends if it more times than that, it's in the back of the net. And well, let's um, let's bring in um, Stefan now. He's very graciously come on. Good, e good evening or good late afternoon, Stefan. 
How the devil are you? I'm not great with the game, actually. Sorry? Not great with the game. No, no. <laughs> and I get that, having just come on the back of a defeat. Do you think, looking at that game, was it the right result? No. <laughs> Do you think you should have got something out of that? I think yeah. he's just plugging in his head, so there you go. Yep. Oh, right. Oh. Have you got, maybe we can see right up your nose. How are you doing? <laughs> you think oh, you should have got something? Sorry. It... No, I'm sitting on a big settee, that's why. Keeps uh -huh. me down on it. Um, yeah, so do you think, you, what do you think you should have got, a, a point out of that? Well, to be honest with you, I think we should have got a point because at the end of the day, We've we've got rubbish teams, so I may have to swap to your team now and see how far we get. <laughs> we'll convert you. We'll convert you, mate. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Overall, though, um, when you look at where you were this time last season and where you are this yeah. time this season, I mean, last season we were putting four past you, and you know you were fighting relegation. Now it's not out the realms of possibility that um, you could still make a Europa League place, but you, you've got to be pleased with your overall season. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree with you because, you know, look at last, se um, last season when we um, beat West Ham and stuff. Um, and, you know, to, I've even said to people, we're not, by the looks of it, if we don't win any games, we could get relegated this year. So, I don't think you'll go down this year. I think there's three teams that are more likely that, to go down than you, and four if you include Newcastle. Do you, do you think they'd go down, Brad, or do you think that I think, I think Villa are safe this year? Oh, they're, much, they're, they're more than safe. I think they, they are definitely. I can't see why they're not an outside chance for Europa League. Um, but I think today what you saw was, you know, foxes on the hunt because they, they sensed Jack Grealish was missing from that commanding midfield role that he holds. Um, I just feel like Leicester really showed that without a talisman, you know, like Jack Grealish on the pitch, filler don't offer too much going forward and they struggled to get the ball forward today to the front men. And, you know, it made an easier job for Evans and Sayuncu to deal with balls when they came their way. Um, whereas Leicester have probably two or three in their locker, you know, indeed, Tillemans uh, and Madison, and obviously then you've got Barnes on the width and, 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 and Vardy up front. I think we've got collectively more individual key players, whereas whilst Villa still have some good players and defensively they're very sound, I think you saw the frailties in their ability to have the quality to push on in a game like they did today. Would you say that, Stefan, that Villa are a one-man team? I'll be honest, um, I'll say that. I, I totally agree because we're, we're slowly making progress, but just see what happens over the next games. You know. Do you, do you, know, do you know how long you're going to be missing um, Grealish for? Uh, be honest with you, nope, or Matty Cash. But we know what's happened to Grealish mm. anyway, so... Well, 
Stefan, thanks very much for coming on and, uh, and and facing up. And if you ever want any Leicester shirts, let us know, mate. <laughs> we'll get them over to you. <laughs> All right. Look at the red top now. Uh, well, we'll give we'll give you that. Gracious in defeat. Gracious in defeat. Mate, yeah, take care. Look on, mate. yourself and stay safe. Thanks for coming on. And you too as well. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks to Stefan there. Fair play to the guy. Fair play to the guy for coming on. Um, and uh, he's probably not the most happiest, of, but then again, the Villa have just lost. But, I mean, Andy's saying there, no Grealish, no Villa. I mean, this is the first game since, I think, November 2019 that Grealish has actually missed. I think to say on one game, when you're up against, in fairness, Leicester, who was second in the league... It's, yeah. it's hard to say that. And they used to say that about Leicester and Jamie Vardy. I think if we're going to go three or four games down and we look at them um, um, when when they, uh, you know, if they have to play a Fulham, I don't know if they still do, or they have to play Sheffield United and they struggle, that that might be, be, be more so. Um, Stefan, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome, Stefan. It was no worries, nice to have you on. Thanks for being, being so honest. And thanks for... For the Villa shirt, I shall. Uh, <laughs> we'll send you a Leicester one. <laughs> I've got quite a few that don't fit me. Like I say, that I've grown out of over the years. It will probably fit you a, a lot, a lot more. I know, I know you're not a stat man, Brad, and I know you don't like stats at all. But I'm very critical of Leicester sometimes when, when you know, I look at the stats afterwards, and we've only had one shot on target all the game. Blah, blah, blah. Possession was was pretty straight down the middle, fifty percent each. But you know, we had sixteen shots there, seven of which were on target. That's more like it, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And it's always nice when you get the numbers up when you get a win to it. And uh, yeah, it's nice. I mean, you know, I, you know, my disdain for stats because sometimes they don't, they really don't, um, they really don't reflect how the game goes and. You know, if you look back at that game, you're looking at them stats again. You know, that's they're, they're implying that we only had five more chances than Villa, and you know, we get we had five more on target in all. The, the result doesn't do it justice with the stats because I, I and it says Villa has eleven shots. I, I can't remember them having five. No, I so, can't. Remember. You know. If they did, I think most of them were probably off target. I mean, I think, I yeah. think, I'm assuming block shots are obviously yeah. calculated in that. So, yeah, but direct shots and involvement with a goalkeeper. Mm. I think Casper very much could have had a picnic on his goal line at, at times. I think he did today. at one point, yeah, certainly, certainly in the first half. Look, Tio, I know a lot of people have been putting up who their man of the match is. Um, at the start, we're going to look at that now. So, guys, start letting us know who your man of the match was. We're going to look at, uh, at uh, who we've gone for as well. We'll be straight back after this. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. Yeah, please do, guys. We need to get those subscribe figures up. It's great what you've done and where you've got us to, but let's just give that a little bit of extra push, see if we can get to, up to the 500 mark. It would be much appreciated. Alan Bennett, bless his cotton socks, ended every match, looks at the match straight away and goes, because I shouted him too, picks the man of the match, rates the manager, 
rates the um, the team performance. He doesn't have much of a chance. He doesn't have a lot of chance to think about it because I'm going. I need it. I need it. This is who he's going for this time. And I must admit, certainly with the man of the match, I totally agree. I think Luke Thomas was outstanding today. I think he had a really, really, really good game. I was given Brendan seven, and he's given the team eight. You may go one up or down on those both sides. Brad, first of all, your man of the match. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with him on a man of the match. I think Luke Thomas had a fantastic game. Um, he was brilliant. And again, that te- telepathy that I talk about, David Barnes having you notice in it as well, that he just has a general connection with the players around him on that side of the field. He does look good. bit confused by the seven for the manager. I mean... If the team played well, it's got to have a lot to do with the way the manager sorted things out. His tactical was right. His subs were spot on. His mm. changing approach to the game when Villa got the, the got the goal back early, I, I think I think I think eight eight and eight would have been a fairer shout. But yeah, it's still, it, at the end of the day, we got the result. We got the win. It was a good performance, and you take it what it is. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to get the pitchforks out for for a seven right now. No, it, it, it was, like you say, it's opinions and it's a point here and a yeah. point there. And, and it's fair. I, I thought, I mean, Brendan, to me, he frustrates me so much some of the time because, <coughs> excuse me, he he can get it so spot on. And I thought he did today. I've got to be honest with you, whether he put that side out because he thought Grealish was going to play and he was going to be coming down that side. And that's why he had Piera and and Castagna there, or he just went for it tactically. Sometimes he does get it spot on, and sometimes he can go way off the mark. I guess that's just being the manager, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. It's amazing to, to, to hear that, isn't it? You think you think we're second in the Premier League, knockout rounds of the um, Europa League. We're into the, you know, we're into the um, FA Cup, what was we, round, round five. Quarterfinals, um, aren't we? Quarterfinals, yeah. So I forget what round it is. So we <laughs> get how it goes after certain points. But and people are still sitting there saying he, he could paint a frustrated picture of what he does. You wouldn't think you'd think that of a manager who you know who's second in the league and doing what he's doing. But I do get it. Sometimes he does, and sometimes he makes some strange teams. But the one thing that has been missed, it has been consistent with Brandon this season, is you should learn not to question. His yeah. lineups or his choices. I think Castagna and Ricardo was purely for giving them some decent minutes under the belts today. Castagna's just returned. Ricardo's just coming to the end of that process of being fully fit and match sharp. I don't think it was tactical for Grealish. I think we'd have lined up that way if Grealish was starting or not. I mean, from what I've heard, Grealish could be back for their next game against Leeds. So I don't think mm-hmm. he's a big miss no. in the sense that he won't be out for three or four games. And I don't think a team tries to prepare for one particular player possibly not playing. I think you go on the premise that he's going to play. So yeah, it was just it was just one of them and it, it was it was just an all round good performance. And I'm gonna just again I reiterate the point. We all need to stop looking at our lineups with a, a raised eyebrow because I, I think he could put Vardy at centre back and a Marty up front and if we go out and win the game you're gonna go forget it, Brendan. I don't care. Do what you like. Because he I, just I... gets results. I have often sat here and I have often said, that's it. I understand. I don't understand football at all because I look yeah. at the lineup sometimes and think, what the hell is he doing? And of course, that's why he's on the big book. That is why he's in, being linked with every job that's going. 
he's you know you you hear him sky today they're saying you know he's probably one of the best young British managers and say English but British managers out there at the moment we are very lucky to have him um and long long may he stains uh stay with us um no definitely but uh Brad, thank you very much for that. Three points in the bag, second uh, in the table. Uh, at the moment, Man City are still winning. Uh, it's half-time currently. They went 1-0 up after two minutes, uh, an assist by Mares. Tell you what I'm going to ask you very quickly, if you don't mind. I was going to end it there, but I, we, we touched on this before because I actually said that I wanted Man City to beat Arsenal, to keep Arsenal further away from our coattails. I know yeah. you wanted Arsenal to win to give us a chance of, of of winning the league. And I know it's very difficult to say, yeah, we're not going to win it, though. We're not going to win it. But are we playing for second realistically? Yeah, I, th I think realistically now, you're looking at the, the, the point of where we are in the season and the games we've got coming up and, and, and how we've done thus far handling these games. And the, the teams that are that are coming up, there's no reason why um, I can't win some money by being better than uh, by being better than uh, Man City in the league because I would win some money for uh, for us being. Uh, I think it's called like when you. I think you can bet to explain it better. Say like uh, the uh, Rangers are flying in the Scottish Premier League. I think you can still bet or you can at the start of the season saying, well, if Rangers aren't there and you finish second, you'll still get some money. I've got a bet like that. So, yeah. compete to finish as high as we can. I don't see why not. And at the end of the day, look, Man City, the Premier League, it's a, it's a long way off in consideration of how well Man City are doing. But you just never know. If Man City win, it's, you know, we're in a win-win situation. Man City win, small points that Arsenal are behind. The win today and Liverpool's result puts them nine points behind. So it just makes things a little bit easier on us to focus on our job in hand. Because so as we've said before, and I'll say it again, I'd rather us have the points on the board than games in hand. I always would. And it just means now that, although you're still going to have Liverpool and them in the eye line, you're now turning your attention to going, right, we've now got a four-point lead over West Ham and Chelsea. Let's improve on that. They're the teams I'll be looking more at how they're doing than I am Arsenal. And Liverpool. If Arsenal get a draw out of the game and we can get, like I said, if we can get to the Man City game with seven odd points behind, you'd like to think if we can just give them a fright, get a win, you never know. But for mm. now, let's let's concentrate on pushing them as far as we can. Let's show Spurs how you put the pressure on the side, if nothing else. I mean, Tottenham, just looking at it here, Tottenham are 13 points behind us after today's games. Uh, Arsenal are 15 points behind us. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And Liverpool, and I can't believe I'm saying this, are nine points behind us. I mean, it it's just one of those seasons where anything can happen. And, you know, after last season and the way we kind of sort of well, yeah. went a little bit woo, at the end, it's just like, yeah, Man City, do us a favour, beat everybody else, and uh, we'll just come and beat you 5-2 again. Well, we'll beat them at our place this time. Brad, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Yeah, maybe. It has been, it has been no worries, mate. So pleasure. It. And thanks, <laughs> Stefan, for coming on. Yeah, thanks very much, Stefan. It's always fun having you on, even more fun when we actually uh, win. 
So I will see you. It'll be another late one on Thursday night because we're going to have a late kick. I think it's about. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully, we're talking about us being the next day. Well, let's hope we are talking about. Is it the? Yeah, be round of sixteen next, won't it? So one of the quarterfinals. Fingers crossed, yeah. we can do it back at uh, Filbert Way. Guy, uh, guys, <laughs> Brad, thanks very much, mate. I will see yeah, you on. See you on. Um, see you next Thursday. Perfect. See you when tea. See, yeah. see you then, mate. And you. Bye. Thanks to Brad there, and we will see uh, see him next Thursday. Um, yeah, don't forget, please give us a subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. If you want to listen to this again, give us about 15, 20 minutes, because I need something to eat. I'm going to go get a takeaway in a minute. Um, you can pick us up on the old podcast platforms, main ones, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google, to name but four. <sighs> Second place. Second place, let's hope we can... Uh, Newcastle? Checking Newcastle can do us a favour against Man United? Hmm. Fingers crossed, eh? Practice your best Geordie accent, why, eh, man? Any good that? Nah, it wasn't really, was it? But come on, Newcastle. Do us a favour, up the tune, and I'll love you forever. Guys, we will be back on Tuesday night with the um, European show... Brad will be, um, Josh will be with us then, and X Fox Paul Reed um, will be joining us and looking forward to the second leg of the Europa League round of 32. What is left of the weekend? Enjoy it. I'm off to watch uh, Antiques Road Show. Enjoy yourself. Thanks for joining in. Thanks to Stefan for coming on. Thanks for all your comments. Stay safe. I'll see you Tuesday night. Take care now. Bye bye. Till I Die podcast on the Apple iTunes. Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.